This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. How I love when I slow down Forget myself when I go round I lost my feet, said I love you Too bad that dreams don't just come true Staying put, not making sense Yeah, I've been living in the previous tense Why won't you help me move on? Can't look, can't make amends Yeah, it's so sad when I leave in friends But we've been going so long Give me back the conversation I'm sorry I lost my patience No, I just can't catch a break Yeah, I'm always late, yeah, still always waiting Oh, how I love when I slow down Forget myself when I go Fun hitting that banana gram. I love just wasting my time. Wasting my time. Hating it, checking my Instagram. No, it won't turn me to a better man. I know it's killing my vibe. My words just seem inefficient. I'm scared of the recognition. I'm sorry, it's you I'm missing. To tell the truth, I can't make it different. Oh, how I love when I slow down Forget myself when I go round I lost my feet, said I love you Too bad that dreams don't just come true Suddenly, I can see the world as it's supposed to be And the pain inside my heart has left my chest Honestly, we can be anyone we wanna be in the world can put our worry down to rest But I can't find another broken light to bright my life up No I can't hold I can't hold another broken soul and know it's over no, it's not over. You are so cool. Yeah. Oh, how I love when I slow down. Forget myself when I go round. I lost my feet, said I love you. Too bad that dreams don't just come true. Yeah. Oh, how I love when I 
Hey, everybody. Is uh, Kids the one with the high top, right? Okay, I'm good with that. Okay, good. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this misnamed, mistitled episode that I'm fixing right now. But uh, all the same, thanks for joining us. We love to have you here. Hope you're having a great uh, worry-free week. Hopefully you had a, just a stress-free addition. One more week of 2020 with just no stress or anything to worry about. That's our hope for you, America. And I'd like to thank um, Kroger M. Thistlethwaite the the seventh for my purified drinking water <laughs> that I drink on this and well, most episodes of Muddy Waters of Freedom Bulavanaka. Oh damn it! I keep forgetting my water mug. Yeah, or it's, yeah, like the Kiss Me, I'm a Chris Reynolds fan. And I as always have done things even bigger than Matt in that I have affixed my laminated Chris face. Get a get a good look at that. Laminated Chris face for my Chris Reynolds attorney at law. I keep saying I'm going to design a shirt that has Chris's face with the Chris Reynolds um, and put it on the Muddy Waters store. And yet, it's been another week and not so much. Not so much, guys. That you're looking at stuff. No, you're you're showing people you're studious. You're looking at things. Things matter to you. So when are they supposed... Oh, because, yeah, yeah, the panhandle part is, yeah. So wait, wait, that that's a, wait wait that's in which state? And 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 what was I'm sorry I got distracted. What was the breakdown? Hmm. One percent. Right, 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 right. We don't know what's going to happen, folks. 
We're not going to be talking about that. Not on this episode or any other. We will on my episode of My Fellow Americans tomorrow. I'm going to be having an expert to talk about the thing that... That's fair. No, that's fair. the thing about that thing now guys this episode of uh, money waters of freedom of course is brought to you by the libertarian party dad bod caucus featuring the sexiest libertarian men that you're legally allowed to hang from your fridge just go to libertariandadbod.com 12 dollars, including shipping what an amazing gift to socially distance yourself from others and to keep them away from you than to have pictures like this hanging from your home uh, this episode is also brought to you by the libertarian party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing caucus ever in history. And a new big name sponsor brought to you. This episode is brought to you by Purell. That reminds you to put some respect on their name, especially since you can't find any right now. Purell. It's a big sponsor we got there, Matt. I just hope someone gets this joke. Oh, I think I did post that on the page. Well, I hope... Well, good. I'm glad you got it. If no, Listen, this show is about amusing us first and foremost. And then after that, if, if other people are also amused, I'm fine with that. I'm not against other people being amused by our antics, but that is the primary concern. So I'm glad you liked it. Um, so uh, Matt has already begun giving some of our not-so-Super Tuesday updates uh, about the election going on. That's fine. Right. Wait a second. No one can hear you. Wait a damn second. I guarantee you everyone's... Like, yep, yeah, uh, can we... Uh, uh, oh, God. Um. Yeah, hold on a second. I'm not sure what the hell happened here. Oh, goody. Guys, hold on one second, please. We are having one of our fun situations here. Here, say something now. Okay, well, I'm here, so... Oh, good. Now everyone can hear you. Oh, well, good. So, Matt, why don't you update us on Super Tuesday again? Uh, okay. So, Not so Super uh, Tuesday. On Super Tuesday, again, with 2% reporting in Illinois, it's uh, 56 for Bernie, 37. Oh, no, sorry. That was a, that was a change. That was a big change. It was fi- Now it's 56 for Biden, 37 for Bernie, 3 for Warren. Uh, so... That 1% seemed to make all the difference in the Biden campaign. Now, interesting enough, uh, Bernie's been touting the fact that he has been doing really well in Latino communities, and that does not appear to be carrying over here in Florida. Mm-hmm. Imagine He's that. big in all of the heavily Latino counties in Miami-Dade, uh, 16... 16- Biden's up 28% in Osceola. Biden's up 21 in Hendry. He's up 46 and in Hardy Biden's up 45. So it does not appear as though he, uh, 
is speaking to the Cubans that much. Joe Biden, guys, has been telling us for 30, 32 years, 30, yeah, 34, 33, he started in 87. That was the first time he started running for president of the United States of America was in 1987. The first time he ever won a primary was earlier this month in South Carolina. That is the first time that he has ever won a primary in ever. And I mean, you want to talk about some determination, just sheer audacity to spend 32 years saying, I'm going to be at least nominated to be president and to not win a single damn primary. And then to even go into this one and not even come in the top three or four in the first couple states and to be slowly developing Alzheimer's and then but you've got the last laugh because you may end up being completely uh, filled with dementia by the time you're debating Donald Trump and Vermin Supreme. Uh, but you you will have certainly gotten the nomination, sir. And that is, I've, I've, uh, there's many different layers to what that is. Sad that is, is one of them. Participation trophy waiting to happen. Right. That now. is quite the participation participation trophy. And I mean, there's a lot of layers to what that means. Most of them are bad. The one good thing for Joe Biden is it shows the value of stick-to-itiveness on a level that just doesn't usually exist. Most people don't stick to it like that. That's true. That is true. Nor should they. When you start running in 1987, before... Roughly half of our audience was born. Yep. You are, you have some level of tenacity and dedication. Self-hatred. That yeah. could be it. That definitely could be it. Yeah. That could to, be it. Uh, constantly end up losing. <laughs> but again, again, he's doing it. He's doing it. Like, I mean, if nothing else, the guy's doing it. Of course, Bernie Sanders uh, not doing it, uh, which, you know. I was reading should... an interesting article, which uh, we don't have here in the notes, so I'm going to paraphrase the crap out of this entire okay. thing. Um, but they were saying that Bernie, um, in the short run, Bernie has, he's going to be looked at as a Robin Hood type figure amongst a lot of people right. because uh because he he has essentially changed the face of the democratic party yes right uh in the long run he is going to be seen as the person who destroyed the democratic party very possibly i mean we'll see this is you know it, it, it there are two questions here i just hate that we're not seeing more of chris I want to, I want to hear, I'm going to put Chris up here. Um, so, you know, it really comes down to where do you think the direction of the country is headed long term in terms of their right. thinking? Young voters uh, are not against the label of socialism. And ultimately what Bernie's proposing is just sort of an acceleration of what all the other Republicans and Democrats are proposing, which is just vast expansion of government into every aspect of our lives. He just calls it socialism or democratic socialism. Um, young voters are okay with that. Older voters uh, are fine 
with ever-expanding government um, and even Bernie's policies as long as you don't call them socialism because they don't know what words mean, um, but they have been told socialism is, in fact, bad. So we'll see. We really, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. But uh, he, uh, it, it fully depends. I mean, of course, I'm out here uh, with my running mate trying to convert the youths to uh, to a, a, a more self-ownership way of thinking. Youths? The youths. Youths. Oh, the youths. The youths. The youths. Youths. The two youths. The two youths. The two youths uh, into, they're definitely not going to get that reference. No. They are not going to get that reference. Well, Chris Reynolds might get that reference. Chris Reynolds will get it, but the you the, I mean, Chris Reynolds is a Ute type person, but actual like legal Utes um, are going to have uh, some difficulty with that one, unless they're into good movies, right? Which they often are not. Um, so like very often, just not. Um, so yeah, so that is our primary update, um, and. Uh, Speaking of uh, terrible things that really none of us are in any ability to control, the Federal Reserve has been taking some incredible action recently uh, to help try to keep the uh, stock market going. Not working too well, Matt. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you are you are right. Uh, it is It is not going well at all. It's That's going fun. pretty much like that right there. Yeah. They pumped what two point two? Uh, so a total of uh, I'm going to leave that up. I like that two point two trillion dollars. We might leave that up all episode, honestly. Uh, two point two trillion dollars pumped into the uh, banks, mostly uh, into Wall Street, in a desperate bid to try to keep it from continuing to plummet, which it still is. Um, basically, what they did was um, they did uh, one was a a one and a half uh, trillion dollar. Uh, action i guess we'll call it and the other one was 700 billion dollars but essentially what they did was they printed out 2.2 trillion federal reserve notes or dollars as we like to call them and uh they used it uh for three main things one was to uh buy uh to give out zero interest loans um to um to banks not to you not to people who need it but to banks uh, and then the other thing that they did was get into uh, what are called repo loans, where they basically take over terrible loans. Um, and also they bought um, what they call troubled assets, which are basically junk that is worthless, but they buy it at asking price from the the banks and other uh, financial institutions. Uh, and then um, the rest, they just, um, well, no, that was the things they did. The other thing that they did was they lowered the interest rate to 0%. So now they're just giving... Uh, money to banks and saying, just give us this back unless you end up becoming a troubled asset and then you don't have to. Um, so it's really a no risk, no interest loan. Who wouldn't like one of those? Got to be a bank. Got to be a bank to do that. Um, and then the other thing they do, which is possibly the most frightening out of all this, we're going to get more into the, into what this speaks to, uh, in, in terms of the, 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 the money that they've, that they've spent. They set the reserve for banks at zero. Now, you may not know what that means. I'm going to explain something about something called fractional reserve banking, which on the campaign trail, I often use ponies uh, as an allegory, uh, but I'm going to not do that now um, because you're going to wonder why I'm talking about ponies. So I'm going to stick to what we're talking about here. Fractional reserve banking. You might think 
that when you deposit your money at the bank, that it sits there. And that for some reason they put interest on it if it's in a savings account. And that when you go in to get the money, they simply give you back the money that you have there. You would you would be t- terribly wrong about that. Uh, we have something called factional, fractional reserve banking, which means that uh, banking institutions that hold your money only have to keep a certain fraction of the amount of money that they've taken in in deposits. They have to only keep a certain fraction of that in reserves. The rest, they can lend out, they can put into investments, into bonds. They usually put it into low-risk investments like bonds and and um, and annuities and things like that. Um, but they put it into, into low-risk investments with the idea that it'll make interest. And then they give you some of that, a tiny, tiny fraction of that interest uh, in, in exchange for the fact that they're using your money. And of course, if everyone came and tried to take their money out, like for example, during a thing where people might all not be working suddenly at the same time for some reason that we're not going to talk about, that's called a run on the banks because they don't have your money. It's all out in other stuff. What the Federal Reserve did was they there's a, there's a legal uh, fraction, a, a minimum amount that you have to keep, and I think it's like 122nd. You have to have one dollar for every twenty-three, every twenty-three dollars, every twenty-two dollars that has been deposited in your bank. You have to keep one dollar in reserves. It's pretty impressive. Now it's zero. They can take all of the money they have, including the money that was just lent to them at zero percent, and put it out there to hopefully make some money back. And the economy is still tanking as a result of that. Now, it's a good thing that we aren't simultaneously in a situation where millions of Americans might go to the bank and try to withdraw all their money so they can buy stuff they need at a time when they aren't working. Because that would be terrible, Matt. That would be absolutely awful. Now, putting back in... Oh, sorry. That would be absolutely awful. I feel as though we may have gone through a similar situation to all of this roughly 90 years ago. And... It's possibly maybe way worse now because there's an additional possible factor that we're not talking about. Yeah, no, it's 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 bad. And uh, let's get back to that $2.2 trillion. Because in my mind, the fractional reserve thing is way scarier uh, in the long run um, for what that could mean in terms of a run on the bank and a complete devaluation of our dollar when people realize there aren't any for you to get unless you're holding on to them. $2.2 trillion is roughly the equivalent. There's a 128 million American households. That would be enough money to give every American household $17,000. Now, instead what they did was they ran up $17,000 per American household in your names against your will, and that collectively made the stock market go up for roughly 30 minutes before dropping again. Because the economy at large and the people who were doing investing and the people who follow the trends recognize that we are in a free fall right now because the bubble economy is correcting and there are possibly other factors as well that we won't be talking about. So this is a bad thing. They ran up more money in your name instantly without any, uh, 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 you know, writ by Congress or any kind of uh, uh, approval, because they already have approval. 
to do as much as they want. So the next time that you have a government official inc- uh, correctly tell you, a politician correctly tell you that they they can't give you, they can't just hand you money. You got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And if they give you money like that, they're really just taking it from you. And, uh, and you know, it's going to cause inflation. And those things are all correct. What they did was they took from you and they caused inflation to go up by adding more money to the, uh, to the money supply, which devalues each of the current, all of the currency. But they didn't give it to you. They gave it to trillion-dollar institutions to desperately try to keep their profits afloat. And it failed. This is why we say, end the Fed. Your currency should not be held hostage by governments who print out money for solely political purposes. Your money should come from competing institutions that would have a vested interest in getting you to use their currency instead of someone else's. Imagine if your money gained value slowly over time and the cost of things went down or at least remained the same over time because institutions are trying to compete for your dollars. Imagine if the simple fact of life that we all acknowledge that the cost of living just slowly goes up over time and sometimes quickly goes up wasn't happening. Your money's worth the same thing 10 years from now that it was now, or maybe even worth a little bit more. The cost of living is roughly the same 10 years from now as it is now, or possibly even more. That's a reality we could live in if government didn't have a monopoly on the issuance and legal tender recognition of currency. I'm going to take this down now. because pretty... Chris Reynolds says uh, he could be wrong. I haven't, I could be wrong. I haven't researched it. But the Fed usually purchases T-bills to increase the cash supply in the economy. It results in massive inflation. But I suppose they may might have introduced new cash, but that's really unusual if they did. That's correct. That's that's how they do it. They purchase T-bills, but this time they went over and above that. And, oh, and that was the other thing. I said there was another thing they did. They purchased treasury bills so that the government would have some more money. Mm. But a lot of that money was given to banks. Remember in 2008 when there was a TARP bailout for the, or 2007, when there was a TARP bailout for the bank, well, 2008, whenever it was, when there was a TARP bailout for the banks and everyone got mad and Congress passed it, the Fed essentially just did that on a much, on nearly triple the scale as the TARP, or over triple the scale as the TARP bailouts without any legislation. They just announced they did it. And you'll have to pay that back with interest. Oh, and if you want one of the loans from the banks that just got the that interest-free loan money that you're going to have to pay back with interest, if you want the loan from that money, you'll have to pay that back with interest. Either way, you're paying it back with interest. This is why we're libertarian. Like This is one of the main things that will drive a lot of people that follow economics into libertarianism. This is a, a blatant theft. There's no other way to call it. It is theft and fraud. It is someone forcing you at gunpoint to use their money and then printing out endless reams of that money and giving it to other people so that your money becomes less valuable. It is the equivalent of four people playing a game of Monopoly and three of them have to play by the rules and if they get money, it's because they you know have been playing correctly and they you know are getting rents from the properties they bought. But one player simply goes to the banker and says, yeah, I'll have a million, I'd like a million Monopoly dollars for this round. And take it from their money, make them pay it back with interest. Who do you think is going to win that game of Monopoly? 
Hey, real quick, breaking. Uh, with 4% reporting, Joe Biden wins the Democratic pri presidential primary in Illinois. With 4% reporting? 4%. With 82% reporting in Florida, Biden's up 61 to 23, and nobody's won. Nobody's they haven't won. Oh, they won't announce a winner because the West hasn't closed. No, the West, the West has closed now, but yeah, they still haven't done it. Really? Yeah, I know. I'm I'm actually kind of shocked. With 80 something percent reporting, Biden is up 67 to 23 and they're not calling that? 60 61 to 23. 61 to 23 with 80 something percent reporting. Right. Too close to call. Illinois at 4%, not too close to call. That's interesting. Are you sure that the West is closed? Are you sure that's not why they're keeping it? Uh, I think they closed at seven. So, because I know I, they closed at seven here. Maybe they're being. Yeah, no, they're all closed. Yeah. They must have like still like Orlando or the rest of Miami, or like huge areas that aren't close to being done. I guess so, but goodness, 80%? He's got a 40-point lead? One would think. But you know what? We've seen other ones where they looked really, really, you know, uh, where they looked like, you know, there was a landslide in one direction and it wasn't being called. We saw that in, uh, where was it? Uh, oh, man. And on Super Tuesday, there was one where Biden was behind, but they wouldn't call it. And then he, sure enough, he, he ended up oh, winning it. Yeah, that was uh, Texas. Tennessee. Or that one. Yeah, no, it was Texas. Yeah, 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 it was Texas, where it was like, okay, he's still behind. He's still behind, and it kept going. We're like, now, it wasn't by 40 points, but it was like, he's still behind, and it's 70% report. Why are we doing this? And sure enough, he he ended up winning it because they're, they're modeling with. So unless, like, the the Bernie Sanders County uh, is still counting, um, I have to think Joe's won Florida and Illinois. Oh, yeah. Well, Illinois... Joe, Joe, Joe won Illinois with 4%. So Good he's got, you know, that if like Biden was forecasted to win about 158 delegates here in Florida mm -hmm. um, and then Illinois looking at another hundred, nice. which that would conservatively, we can say he'll get 225 out of this. Um and that's going to put, I don't have that up in front of me, but basically at that point, Bernie should just drop out. But as to. we know, yeah, he's not going to, he's going to fight till the bitter, bitter end. He has to. No, he does. Yeah. He does. It's his brand. He has to, he has to fight it. He, 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 he has to fight to the end where he will then announce that he's supporting Biden. Um, so speaking at, of at, uh, at the convention, at the, at the convention. Speaking right. of, uh, and then he'll give like three very lackluster rallies for Biden where he shows up and goes, yeah, yeah, you go, yeah, uh, okay, yeah, good, okay. Uh, like like he did for uh, Hillary in 20, yeah, 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 okay, good. Um, so speaking of Florida and drug influence, uh, one of Matt's favorite people has uh, had a bit of a, had a bit of a time, hadn't he, Matt? Meth in his mouth? I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, uh, Andrew Gillum, uh, 
former Tallahassee mayor and gubernatorial candidate pictured here thinking about what that meth do, Matt. You you know more about this story, so I'm going to let you lead on this one. So, yeah, uh, Andrew Gillum, mm-hmm. who ran for governor uh, and lost to Ron DeSantis in a very close race, yep. was found in a hotel room with a man who had appeared to have overdosed. Uh, and also, no judgment here, just tossing this out, also happened to have been a gay male escort Mm. and there were multiple bags of meth found all over now being that we are libertarians or anarchists or whatever box you want to put us in we don't care about either of these things yep but when a prominent politician is found in a hotel room with an overdosed gay escort and bags of meth, you kind of have to point out the hypocrisy. Just a little, especially since he's married to a woman. Um, Officers did try to to speak with Gillum, but found he was unable to communicate because of his inebriated state, the police report said. Mm. Uh, Gillum later left the room and returned to his residence without innocent or incident or innocence. Or innocence. Uh, the police report said he has denied doing any meth, said he was at a wedding, said he was drunk. Could be true. Don't know. It seems like they didn't feel the need to drug test him. Yeah. Funny that. Yeah, that's weird. In, in, a, in a zero tolerant state like Florida. Right. He must have just been drunk, Matt. Must have. Yeah. Must have just been drunk. Yep. Um, so while he didn't have any charges brought up on him. Uh, Marianne, Spike's favorite, Marianne Williamson, called about potentially teaming up. Uh, I don't even know what word that was supposed to be uh, for uh, potentially teaming up for a run for office together. And their campaign slogan would be, we run on crystals. Well, you know, I'm sure that Andrew could use some of Marianne's crystals. That might help. With his healing, he's actually entered rehab. Is not correct? Uh, did he? I actually yeah. stopped following that story. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I I believe he has now announced that you know he is now living as a gay man, uh, as uh, <laughs> as Kevin Spacey did, and uh, and uh, to applaud him for his bravery in this trying time of being caught cheating on his wife uh, in a uh, drug fueled escort soiree. And, uh, yeah, so he's in rehab. So thoughts and prayers. Uh, great to hear that, you know, people in power uh, get caught in situations that most of us would end up in prison for, mm. or at least on probation or parole. But not them. No, they just get to go home, sleep it off with their wife. Did the gay escort die? Uh, I don't believe so. Last I read, he was still alive. Okay, good. Well, that at least stopped following that story. At least no one because the the hilarity of it really ends at that point. It does. It's true. It's true. Now, thankfully, no one died. But speaking of, oh, I don't have the thing. Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, speaking of, um, 
I don't know, Democrats making various choices. Uh, in Washington, the Washington primary, which was last week or the week before? It was last week. Okay, it, was, it wasn't Super it was, Tuesday. Yeah. It was last week. No, it was the not-so-Super Tuesday. Uh, okay, it was not-so-Super Tuesday. So in Washington State, uh, where people have, you know, they... A lot, they have a, a lot of time to to mail in their stuff, so it takes a long time. It, it's an all male only, uh, mail in. Females are allowed to vote. Yeah, uh, it is all, say, that's a weird way to put that. A male review. No, it's a uh, it's a uh, all mail in by various genders and sexes uh, election uh, primary, and uh, that's how they do it. They, there are no polling places, which uh, is kind of an interesting way to do it nowadays. No particular reason. Um, you know, relying on the U.S. Postal Service to deliver the entire state's ballots on time. In a week. Um, in a week. So with 94% reporting, uh, Joe Biden is ahead by, what, 21,000 votes, 37.9 uh, yeah. to 36.5% state uh, percent in the, one of these states that Bernie Sanders was expected to win because of the large number of progressive voters. Because of Seattle. Seattle. Um, <laughs> 32 years this man told you this would happen. And you all forsake him. Forsook him. Forsook? Forsook? For, 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 Forsook? You all have had forsaken him. You have you have forsaken d past tense him. But he showed you who was full of malarkey. Not him. Not him. You he bunch was... of roaches. So, so that's fine. Um, okay, so what's that's Washington? Oh, so speaking of old people yelling at each other, we had a debate. Um, <laughs> what yesterday? Yeah, two old men yelling at the sky. Yeah the uh, the social distancing debate uh, of twenty twenty uh, between. Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders there pictured telling each other how much they respect the other and believe that whoever wins, uh, the other one will endorse the other. That's what you're seeing. There's mutual respect and a belief that uh, either of them would be just the uh, an ideal choice to run for yeah. for president. That's what that's what's that's that that's that did that's you, that there. Did you catch any of that debate? I know that you were busy I, that night. I didn't. Uh, and oh. I'll talk about later why I was in my own presidential debate that I didn't know was going to happen. So no, I didn't catch it. Um, so I caught, I, I caught the end of it, like, uh, probably the last 45 minutes or so. Um, and it, it was like two drunk uncles That's who fair. agree 80% and the other 20% is just the level to which they agree. Like they agree on all issues. Right. But just, we need to do more here. We need to do more here. And like that, that was basically it. And you kept seeing Bernie looking at Biden and with his Mike, Michael J. Fox hand, just sorry. <laughs> Shake, shaking it at him. Uh, <laughs> gonna get some calls on that one yeah um <laughs> just shaking it at him mm -hmm. you know you you don't care about whatever and yeah. then biden would try to power uh power stance him 
which was amazing to watch because he'd be facing the audience and then he would turn, mm-hmm. put one hand down on the uh, on the lectern, and put the other hand in his pocket, and just stand there with his Biden grin showing all of his veneers to everybody and just kind of his like his absurdly white and large teeth right and then that he would come out occasionally giggle yep. and just be like you, you saw him like visibly laughing at what bernie was saying and it was the it was a bizarre re, uh, interaction between the two of them it was really weird to watch well and that's what he did if you'll recall to paul ryan in their debate, he just laughed at him the whole time. Uh, and he didn't really, like, respond to what he said. And I remember how frustrating that was when I was a Republican. Um, now I'd probably laugh a little bit more. But, you know, the bottom line was he had zero interest in actually having a substantive discussion because he knew they were polling ahead. So why do yeah. it? Why not just, like, get the other guy mad and be like, ha ha, you angry? And that's basically what he just did to, to Bernie. Come at uh, me, bro. You mad? Why you, mad, bro? Why are you mad, bro? So, 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 so other oh. stuff happened here. So he, um, uh, Biden committed to the Paris Climate Accord. Then Bernie says that isn't going. He, go ahead. So uh, he was like, uh, "I commit to rejoining the Paris Climate Accord, mm-hmm. which I helped start, I guess." And. Uh, I was like, I don't know, is this like Al Gore inventing the internet kind of a thing? Or, But I was like, hey, I don't care enough about the Paris Climate Accord. So I didn't even look it up. Right. And then, yeah, Bernie was saying that Biden isn't going far enough. It was weird because he was like, "You, the Paris Climate Accord doesn't go far enough. And then he kind of pitched the Paris Climate Accord. And then on top of that, he threw in the Green New Deal. Nice. Yeah, it was it was really weird. It was everything that they did was weird. Uh, well, you've got you've got a situation where Bernie has to his only hope, which at this point he has none, zero, like right. functionally none. I mean, it could, is it still possible for him to win? Yes, if there is a massive sea change in suddenly supporting him. These are both men that everyone has decided what they think at this point. And what's happening, if anything, is a trend in the opposite direction where people are saying, you know what, I may like Bernie, but we need to end this and get together to defeat Donald Trump. And so they're, you know, coalescing around the people's choice, uh, uh, 32 years running, um, Joe Biden. And um, and it's a very interesting dynamic to watch because I don't know what Bernie can do at this point. Uh, I don't think he really can do anything at this point. No, not really. Like, not really. Right. Um, one of the, uh, one of the female, uh, moderators, mm-hmm. she, I don't remember which one. I just know it was the female that one of the females that asked, she the women. Uh, asked, what's that? The women. One of the women. Yeah, one of the women. Um, she asked, uh, if the candidates would commit to female vice presidents, uh, female vice president candidates and, Biden committed quickly. And I believe, if I remember correctly, she said, uh, Vice President Biden, would you uh, consider a female vice president for 
your uh, vice president or female for your vice presidential nominee. Right, right. And Biden's answer was yes. And that was it. And I was yeah. like, man, that was actually the best answer he could have given right just there. Shut up. Just yes. And shut then up. shut up. Yes. Because Joe Biden waxing philosophical about, <laughs> about women. About women. That's that's dangerous. Terrible idea. Possibly we were just talking about something that could end his career. It still wouldn't, but it certainly wouldn't help. Joe Biden given a solid two or three minute hot take on choosing a woman for anything ever. So it's just saying yes was probably his best. That was actually very smart of him. That was to just say yes. Now, Bernie, not to be outdone, he said he's going to get a progressive female vice president, not just a female vice president, because, you know, all those non-progressive female Democrats in the running for VP, like, you know, yeah, like both of them, like Sarah Palin, <laughs> who, by the way, let's let's talk Sarah Palin. Oh no, quick. like okay. Are we going to talk about the thing with the twerking or whatever? She was she was on the Masked Singer. Like, I am not going. That was shocking <laughs> to me. Spoiler alert, by the way. That was episode, like, that was the first episode. I haven't seen it yet. Well, then you should have seen it on Facebook. Like two weeks ago. I know, I I know. Right, that was was literally two weeks ago. I've been busy dealing with the thing that we don't say. Do do you have it? No. Well, I don't (laughs) think so. I'm still dealing with it. Uh, Yeah, me too. I binge watch television. Because everything is closed. Yeah. Um, Everything's closed. So, yeah. So, Sarah Palin, she did a Sir Mix-A-Lot song. A. A Sir Mix-A-Lot song. A Sir, a, a Sir Mix-A-Lot song. And then... Um, one one of the one of the many hits by Sir Mix-A-Lot. One of, the, of that one. Right. You know. That one. He had a, a good one... Um, in like the late nineties called really? Yeah, what was it called? Jump on it, jump on it. So where you at? Jump on it, jump on it. Oh, anyway. was that him? Yes. So there's an he was actually so yes. There was an older version, but then he changed it up. It was nowhere uh, near as he, big a hit as as Baby Got Back, but you know Right. The other one the other one was the um the Will Smith cowboy dancing thing. Yes. I'm not even going to try that. Never mind. I changed my mind immediately after hitting one. Do it. No. So, yeah. So, so that happened. So, I mean, now meanwhile, Biden's been saying he's going to pick a woman for a while. Like, he keeps talking about he wants Michelle Obama, and then he's mentioned uh, Kamala, the cop, Harris, and uh, Stacey Abrams has been brought up. Like, he's made it clear that he's going to pick Amy Klobuchar. Amy Has he Klobuchar. brought up Amy Klobuchar? Well, no. Okay, so um, during a campaign stop that Amy Klobuchar was doing, oh yeah, Biden, yeah. Yep. she said that is why I decided to join this ticket. She and dropped that. She dropped that to get to get. She dropped that to get attention. 
I think. I did possibly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if that happened. And it also wouldn't surprise me if he said, Hey, if you drop out and endorse me, uh, I'll make you VP because I'm going to pick a woman and you're as good of any, as any other, which is a lie. If he told her that I, for his sake, I would hope that he reneged on that instantly. What a terrible choice she'd be. So she's really popular in the mid, uh, in the Midwest. But so is he. He, I think he's planning on delivering the East. Uh-huh. And, and I would, California, I would, California, you know, the West Coast, you're not worried about. Like I you're would hit, think you're he went in that. I would think he's going for a a a a black woman. I would. I mean, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, that's what I'm. I'm thinking that's what he would, and I would. I would love to hear him give a lengthy explanation as to why, because he he doesn't know, but he'll sure tell you something. And oh, it that, will, would, that would actually be great to. Watch. It will be incredibly entertaining yeah. and probably extremely offensive too. About I got this blonde leg hair, and yeah, uh, she blonde, likes. She likes she, it. She can't she wait to get to the White House. Get to the cool, bottom. Yeah. And push them down. And... You know their hair is not like that. Their hair is different. Their, their hair is different their than hair mine. Is different over there. You know their hair is different than mine. They got to wear a bonnet when they go to sleep. Just like old corn pop. Old corn pop. Oh, Cornflake Johnson. My cousin Cornflake Johnson. Cornflake Johnson. So, oh, goodness, that's a fun story. Um, So, of course, nobody won that debate. Uh, but just like the mat, just like the rest, America loomed. Uh, yeah, America loses no matter what happens in November. America loses. <laughs> America's losing right now, arguably. Um, so speaking oh, of losing, real, real, real fun before we get into this awful subject. Okay. Um, today, I saw it way too late to add it to the notes, but today, Donald Trump tweeted out that we are at war with a unseen with a hidden enemy oh god which sent conspiracy nuts spiraling yeah so uh get ready for all of the q oh god yeah the q anon theories and everything else to start coming out of the woodwork on your facebook feeds and your youtube timelines or however that works and couldn't obviously be the most obvious answer to what he's referring to like no way no way it's clearly part of the plan yeah big trust the the plan. plan I hate that I keep forgetting my to. I even use my Chris mug, but I every time I go, I'll go get my Kroger water. So yeah. I don't. Speaking, I don't have my other one. I left it. I, I was helping. Um, I was helping my girlfriend move into her apartment, and I left it in the U-Haul. Oh wow! I have a blue and a pink one. My yeah, wife but, uses the pink one because she's a girl. She's a girl. She's a girl. (laughs) So this is, there's really no good segue 
This is a tear. From now on, pretty much the rest of the show, not that there wasn't, we weren't already talking about terrible things, but these are just terrible, terrible things. (laughs) Like, this is a bummer of an episode. This is just a bummer. We'd like to take a break from that other bummer you've been hearing about the past month. (laughs) To really get you down about something. To really get you down on, you know, just to let you know that everything sucks. Right. Not just that thing. Even if that exactly. wasn't here, everything yeah, would suck. Exactly. So we had a another red flag murder by the police uh, in Maryland of a man named Duncan Lemp, uh, pictured here on vacation. He was a 21-year-old Maryland resident. Uh, he identified as a libertarian who had strict adherence to the Constitution, and yet the Constitution... Failed him, Matt. Yeah, the Constitution did fail to... uh, Stop him from being murdered. Right. Uh, Did not work as multiple of the amendments were violated as he slept, mind you. As he was sleeping, Mm -hmm. multiple of these amendments violated. Um, A concerned neighbor... I'm not really sure where the quote should go there. Probably over the concerned. uh, A concerned neighbor called in a protection order on him, part of Maryland's red flag law, mm-hmm. uh, saying he wasn't allowed to own any guns, uh, a statement the police have repeated, but the reason why is unknown. This is actually something that's very interesting to me. It keeps saying that he is uh, not allowed, he, he's prohibited from owning guns, and now this can mean that he's got a medical marijuana card in the state of Maryland. It could mean that he's a felon in the state of Maryland. Uh, I, I, which I don't believe because didn't his lawyer say he has no prior offenses? Uh, yes. But. So nobody understands why exactly. It hasn't come out why he wasn't allowed to own a gun. Uh, but for whatever reason, that mm-hmm. is what the story is. Now, a regional police. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Now, original police reports say that Duncan confronted them during an early morning raid and was shot. So at like 4.51 in the morning on Thursday, uh, the police do everything correctly based on red flag law rules, which, of course, are very garbage. Yeah, 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 they're just garbage, especially Maryland's. But uh, so they did everything the way that they are supposed to based on the letter of the law, which is just crap. Uh, And. He confronted them and ended up shot. That was all it said. Confronted. That's their that's their official story of what happened. That was their official story. Right. Is is their official story. Uh, however, there are conflicting stories from both Limp's girlfriend. I don't like calling it Duncan. From Duncan, both yeah. Duncan's girlfriend, more personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I know this guy a little bit. Um, we are this guy. We are this guy. Uh, from both Duncan's girlfriend and neighbors, that the police never once entered the house. They never shot a flashbang. They just opened fire into the house. Now, mind you, he did not live here alone. He lived there with his family and 19-year-old brother, and apparently his girlfriend was there as well. And they fired into the house, 
killing him while he slept and injuring Duncan's girlfriend. Wow. Now, again, police. He confronted us during an early morning raid. Right. Another neighbor, probably not the concerned one, just tossing that one out there. I was going to say, yeah, probably a different, unconcerned name. Right. Um, So another neighbor and the girlfriend say, no, they, well, the neighbor was saying they fired in the house without firing a flashbang or anything like that. And the girlfriend's going, we were asleep. We were 100% asleep. Um, so yes, he was uh, sleep. Uh, was he was shot while sleeping in his bed? Um, no. Uh, so the eyewitness testimony, as I said before, uh, says that the police fired bullets from outside the house. No flashbangs or warnings. A tactic used in imminent threat cases. Now the warrant police obtained to search the Potomac home. Um, that Duncan shared with his parents and 19 year old brother does not mention any imminent threat to law enforcement or the public. Uh, Duncan's relatives say said in a statement released by their lawyers. So the police basically, if we were to believe everyone except for the police, Mm -hmm. his family, his neighbors basically rolled up on his house and opened fire into his home while he slept right now because he wasn't allowed to own a gun but yet we aren't being told why which in these situations the first thing that the police do after they murder someone is do everything they can to discredit and ruin that person's name to make them look like someone who deserved it which means you hear every terrible thing they ever did we're not hearing him having done terrible things. These are the quote-unquote terrible things that we're hearing that Duncan did. The terrible thing is he shouldn't have had a gun, but with no proof of that. Which, again, they would be showing. He was also an avid troll who talked about the Boogaloo. He had an Instagram account, which I have been on to confirm that this was there. And he posted something a few days beforehand or a week beforehand of two arms holding up a rifle, holding up rifles, sorry, two, two rifles. Um, and it said Boogaloo on it uh, in Reddit forums. His, uh, and I found him on there and I wanted to make sure that it was real. Um, mm-hmm. He would talk about things that two people that many of you out there uh may watch weekly talk about regularly which isn't a crime no not a crime boogaloo memes are not a crime and they're certainly not a crime deserving of being shot in your sleep this is some scary stuff again it there's he he said she said but here's what we know Oh, and the police have not released any body cams or anything like that, correct? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, the lawyer has requested them. Uh, the lawyer has requested them, but they have not given them out. Now, this appears, from what we can tell, from eyewitnesses except for the killers, 
and from circumstantial evidence, this appears to just be a straight-up murder of someone who they looked into, saw Boogaloo memes, got pissed off, and decided they'd go kill him. Right. Just to disprove his whole belief that the police are bad. There are multiple amendments to the Constitution that this violated. At least the second and the fourth. And the fifth. And the fifth and the first. Because this could have all have happened over memes that are free speech. And yet, they still did it. Because it turns out if you write something on a sheet of paper and say that it protects someone, but no one follows it, it doesn't mean anything. As I say a lot on this show, and my show, and at dinner, on Christmas, and many other situations where my wife wishes I would stop. The old Thanksgiving. The old the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving boogaloo talk. Let's say a blessing, everyone. According to Lysander Spooner, the Constitution has either authorized the government to do the things that it does to you every day, or it has been powerless to stop them. Either way, it has proven itself unfit to exist. If any of you have seen Casino, the movie Casino, there's a scene in it where uh, Robert De Niro's character, uh, Roth, I think his name is Roth, um, Robert De Niro's character, he's forced to hire some uh, redneck uh, gambling commissioner's uh, son or son-in-law or something like that to work at the casino um, in order to get the license or whatever. So he lets this guy do it. He comes into the casino one day and at one of their main jackpot, slot jackpots, one after another, people are winning the big jackpot. And the guy he hired is just sitting there dumbfounded by the whole thing. He fires him on the spot and someone says to him, to Robert De Niro's character, hey, you don't know if he's in on it. He may have just, you know, not been able to realize it. He said, exactly. Either he was in on it or he's too stupid to know the difference. Either way, he's he's a liability. I'm not keeping him. That guy is the Constitution. So to start on a cheery note... <laughs> Um, yeah. And again, like we said earlier, nobody in the oh, house God. that morning had a criminal record. Um, and just because somebody is an online troll, just point out a kill couple them. Of options. Yeah. You, you, you can't just kill them for talking online. Unless you're the police. Well, then you yeah, can. Of course. Right. So, if you're out there and you aren't exactly of like-mindedness with us on things like, I don't know, guns, how would you feel having a death on your conscience because you decide to red flag somebody? Yep. Please don't. Please, Please don't. Just avoid the person. They probably won't ever do anything to you. They probably you'll never hear from them again. Yeah. You'll probably never talk to them again. If someone is actually harassing you and you feel the need to call the police, that's one thing. Right. If you feel that you're at threat. But if someone's just saying things that bother you and you contact the police, 
there's a good chance that person will end up dead, even if they're sleeping when the police got there. Mm-hmm. Because police are being conditioned right now into, I, I, I've been saying wartime tactics, but I, I had someone point out to me who was a veteran of Iraq and Afghanistan, they're not allowed to act this way in Iraq and Afghanistan. They can't just go up and, you know, bust down people's houses and shoot them unless they have some reason to suspect that there's something going on in there. And they often have to wait until someone has pointed and presented or they see weaponry before they can fire. And in some cases, the rules of engagement are that they have to be fired on first before they fight back. Not here, though. Here, they can just kill you in your sleep. And if they can craft a compelling enough narrative based on lies with no evidence that you were a bad guy that deserved it, half of this country will instantly believe it because they've been raised to do so and because it fits their normalcy bias and their desire to believe that the government isn't really trying to hurt them. Which leads to a lot of problems, like stuff we're not talking about right now. So... Uh, no, so this, these are cheery. We have. Please tell me we have something from Chris. We do. We get okay. Uh, thank few. God. I don't know how many. Thank God, because Chris usually has like slightly more. <laughs> just a little he, he bit. He brings of some levity to he the show. Some levity that's desperately needed. Oh, we got a few. We got a few. Chris was, Chris was on a on a tear. So guys, my favorite part of our show, the Chris, personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call in moment. Brought to you by Chris Reynolds, right here, attorney at law. Chris if Reynolds. One of his water bottles autographed by all three of us. All three of us. Just uh, give us money. Right. Just give us money. Muddywatersoffreedom at gmail.com. It's a water bottle, but it's worth it. You can do that one in two ways. I know what you're wondering. How can I give these two handsome, handsome gentlemen who are also brilliant my money? Um, you can go to PayPal and PayPal literally any amount of money you want to muddywatersoffreedom at gmail.com or you can go to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters and there's a donate or contribute button there as well. We will take your money. Or, or if you're more of the crypto... You can head on over to Float. Oh, F-L-O-T- yeah. Go to Float.app. And you can donate to us there. F-L-O-T-E dot A-P-P slash Muddied Waters Media. And you can donate your, your crypto that you've been hodling. Hodl no longer, folks. You can hodl it over to us. Um, oh, real quick, before we get into Chris. Sure. Before we get into Chris, I, I meant to put this in the uh, opening and I mm-hmm. forgot. Okay. Um. Michael Edwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Update us on that. Okay, so Michael Edwards. Many of you may know who Michael Edwards is based on us talking about him in the past. He is a friend of ours, father, who went to prison in 1993. He he got got sentenced to life um, because it was during the three strikes, uh, three strikes in your out rule, Mm -hmm. or if you had three felonies. He was set up by his ex-girlfriend in a in a sting where he bought cocaine from a cop. Yep. Gave it to his ex-girlfriend who gave it to a cop. Insane. To prove that she bought it from him. Uh, so he ended up going to prison. He was sentenced 
uh, to life. Uh, for less than a tablespoon, less than a, it was either a tablespoon or a teaspoon. I don't remember which. Um, this past week, the clemency board granted him clemency, and he is just waiting on Governor DeSantis to sign. That is awesome. This is so like I am so happy for Kingsley, and for uh, for Michael more so, but for Kingsley who gets to hang out with his dad outside of prisoner visiting rooms. And this is absolutely that is freaking. Yeah. It was, it's this was like the feel good story of the week for us uh, here at muddied waters. Um, but since it was so personal to people, we didn't really push it that much on our page. Right, right, right. Cause it is a personal story, but what a great story. And I'm going to be updating Thanks. my, my followers on it as well. Cause I've been, I've been doing updates on, on my, uh, spike, uh, facebook.com slash literally spike Cohen. That's spike Cohen, your next VP. That's my uh, page on Facebook. And uh, I've been uh, updating them on that. Uh, we've been talking about that for months. Um, starting first on my profile and we did talk about it on money waters, but, but we've been kind of waiting until there's information. So what, what steps are left before Michael is, is free and back with his family? He, uh, so he has to be signed out by the governor mm-hmm. and fun fact, the governor has never rejected signing a clemency board recommendation here. In That's Florida. freaking awesome. So yeah, so he's waiting on that, and then it's just paperwork, and he's out. So that is awesome. He, he and the best, the thing that we're not talking about, uh, has delayed their wedding. <laughs> oh, uh, Kingsley and Aaron's wedding, yeah, because they're getting married, um, and it delayed their wedding. They delayed it till November. So no matter what, Michael will be at his son's wedding. That is so which cool. Is amazing. Which that is, is freaking news. awesome. Yeah. Which is great news. Uh, I'm very happy for everybody involved in this and he'll I, probably be at Anarcho Vegas, won't he? Uh, yeah, probably. Cause probably that's like in October, right? Maybe. I don't know if he's going to have like a, you can't leave the state. For oh yeah, 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 yeah. So no matter what, I'm very happy for that's for awesome. Aaron and for uh, I'm very happy to, for Aaron and Kingsley and more than both of them, Michael for Michael. Because, yeah, right. Because he's finally getting out after 27 years. That is absolutely for a tea or a table spoon of cocaine um, that his ex-girlfriend set him up on. Same so, state as same state as where Andrew Gillum just got caught with a bunch of meth and an overdosing escort. And what did he get? He sent, got sent home to He got sent wife. home because he's a person in power. Right. He's a so person big, in big, power. Big, big news for uh, our friends. Huge news. Uh, and Michael, I know you can't watch this, but uh, I hope one day you get a chance to see it. And I can't wait to have, I'd love to have him on our show. Oh, I, oh yeah. I would. I would have him on this show. I would absolutely have him on this show. I'll give him a show if he wants. <laughs> he could have a show if he wants one. He he can take the Thursday time block. I'm, I'm fine with that. Gonna, he can, yeah, yeah Thursday, totally Friday, Thursday, Saturday, whatever. He can have whatever he wants. I I'm so I cannot wait to uh, to be able to actually welcome him 
home. That is so freaking awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm, for I'm so happy for them. And um, I mean, it hasn't officially happened yet, but like you said, everyone that's looking at the case is saying it's absurd that he's still in, in prison and the there's never been a case of the, the prosecutor who tried the case said, no, he should be out and said yep. that like 10 years, ago. 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, there've been multiple people who have fought for him and it's just never worked out whether it was, uh, Rick Scott or different right. people on the clemency boards or whatever. And this time, this time Matt Wright contacted someone he knew, which set the ball rolling. Matt Wright, you're, the guy you're looking at on your, on my, 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 I guess my left, cause I'm looking at it on my screen, but my right, your left, this dude right here, this handsome gentleman right here is a big part of what started the catalyst for Michael Edwards soon being free. So, be sure to thank uh, Matt. Give him money. Um, so uh, <laughs> give Matt money, uh, folks. Um, so and so while let's you're get... giving us money. Leave us messages over on Anchor. Yeah, leave us some messages. We 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 love this Chris's messages, Chris but Reynolds. it's not. It personal doesn't have to attorney, just be Chris. Right. This is the personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, Colin moment sponsored. But that's because he gives us money. Right. But you can still <laughs> call that. You can call and ask us questions too. Right. Like we like questions. So anyway, all right, here's the first uh one from personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds attorney law. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with your Marshawn moment. So uh, I've got a question for Spike. Um oh, having to deal with probably at least for me the the most important issue of the week. Um and that of course has to do again surprisingly with Marshawn Lynch. Mm. Um in kind of a surprise move um, and one of the more visually stunning sci-fi shows out there, Westworld. Marshawn Lynch is a, I guess, I don't know if he's a bank robber, criminal for hire. I don't know what he is, but I absolutely loved him. I thought it was amazing. His character on the first episode just made me laugh, just filled me with all sorts of emotions. And I just wanted to know what Spike thought of it. Thanks. Fantastic. That fantastic job by Marshawn Lynch on West Westworld. Yeah, he's the he's the football player. He's the one that said, "I'm only here so I don't get fined." Yeah, yeah, I know the name. Yeah. And I know Westworld. That's a really popular sci-fi program with Marshawn Lynch on it. And I think that was just. Stupendous, Matt. Good. Good. Stupendous. Yeah. You got any thoughts, Matt? Um, I've never. I've seen like one episode of Westworld, and it looks oh, like something that's... I would get into. You're missing out. It's a great. It's just a fantastic What's television it? What's program. It about? It's about. The, it's a sci-fi program. It's got mm-hmm. Marshawn Lynch on it. Well, this season, yeah. 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 It's good. I don't want to ruin it for you, like you did the Mass Singer for me. Because I'm a good friend, so we'll go with this next one that it's promises to western, be. What's that? It's a sci-fi western where you go to Westworld, and there you can like get like this experience going there. And of course, pretty, yeah, and I, I don't. That's all I know about that. Yeah, and I, right, and I didn't want to rob you of that. I didn't know what you know. <laughs> well, I saw the original movie. Okay, so. good. I'm happy for you. 
personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with your sports segment. So uh, we had a pretty big announcement um, recently in sports. Good old Tom Brady um, has decided to move on from the New England Patriots, and it's being reported potentially that uh, he's probably going to be going to the Tampa Bay Bucks, where Matt and I um, currently reside. Even though I don't know if either one of us are actually Bucks fans, um, but uh, I wanted to, to to ask you guys. I mean, do you think this is a good move? Is it a good move for the team? Is it a good move for uh, Brady? Um, is this going to actually work out? Is he past his prime? Um, just any and all thoughts you have on this move. Thanks. Hasn't he been with the Patriots, Patriots his entire career? Yeah, 20 years. Why would he go to the – I guess the Patriots don't want him anymore? No, they did. They were offering him like $20 million a year. And the the Bucks just offered him more? Yeah, so this is the first time Tom Brady has ever had to – uh, the Tom Brady ever tried free agency in 20 years. Every other time he just kept extending his contract. He was right. like, no, I'm happy here. Right. Uh, recently, and recently being within the last few years, people were saying that Tom Brady's just a system quarterback and he can't win without Belichick. Oh, so I okay. Think okay. That, I think that he kind of wanted to move on. There's also been some friction between Tom Brady and Belichick and ownership. Um, I'm not really sure where in that triad of the Patriots it was coming from, but there was some sort of friction happening and you could see that people weren't really as happy as they once were, um, even though they continued to win. Um, But yeah, so he's going to come to uh, Tampa. It looks like apparently Uh, we'll know more tomorrow when he allegedly is supposed to sign. Uh, Now is Tom Brady past his prime? I can't say I said that many years ago and well, I've been wrong every time. So not take, not going out on a limb on that right now. Granted he's 42 years old, but he's still a winner. Now is the team a good fit for him? Uh, They've got a lot of great, they've got a lot of great pieces. They've got some of the best wide receivers in the game. They've got one of the best running backs in the game, but they don't have in offensive line and Tom Brady's again, 42 years old. So they're going to have to bolster that. But Bruce Arians is their coach and Bruce Arians would typically run an offense that would fit Tom Brady pretty well. Um, the only other issue that Tampa is going to have is their secondary is really weak and they need to build that up. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it on that. Is it a good fit? Not as good as the LA chargers would have been, but He chose Tampa, and some people say it's because he wanted to be close to his family, which I thought was weird because he just bought a house out in L.A. Uh, Why does his family live in Tampa if he's been playing in New England for 20 years? They don't. They live in New York. He wanted to get out of New England. He wanted to get out of New England. He wouldn't go to the Giants because they beat him twice in the Super Bowl. he wouldn't go to the jets because they play each other. They played new England all the time. And I think he was probably looking for somewhere further away. And Tampa is only a two hour flight to New York as opposed to a six hour flight. More seven. Oh, to LA. Oh, okay. I was going to say to Boston, it's like 20 minutes extra. Okay. All right. To LA. Um, well, that's good. So we basically, he picked a team that lost to him often. Oh, also, well, no, they didn't. I mean, they played like once every four years or something. Ah, 
Um, also, the Super Bowl in 2021 is in Tampa. If he is able to turn the team around and win and go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, it will be the first time ever that the home team wins a Super Bowl in the home stadium. Oh, that's, that's never happened before. And I think he kind of wants to like add that to his list of accomplishments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's interesting. Right. Like you said, we'll know tomorrow, but that's odd. I mean, I just know Tom Brady's been playing football since the nineties. So 2001, but yeah. Oh, that was like 98, 99. No, uh, he may have had a rookie year, 98, 99, but he didn't play. He was behind. So that is very odd. I echo all of Matt's various things that he said. (laughs) Personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds here with your AOC millennial minute. So we've got, uh, some more big primaries, uh, Florida, um, looks like Biden is going to run away with this thing. Um, yes. Bernie um, said during the debate and at other points, uh, I think in other speeches during his campaign as well, that he would eventually support the nominee. Yep. But, and this is a big but, um, he has not encouraged his supporters to support whoever the eventual nominee is. Um, and I think that's a pretty big distinction. Um and I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. Should he be doing that? Will he be doing that? Um, because we still got a lot of, you know, Bernie or bust people out there. And I don't know that it's going to move the needle unless Bernie himself tells them to do something. So thanks. So Bernie is going to do what he did in 2016. He's going to rage against the dying of the light and present himself as the only true... I know, I, I know I said that wrong. He's no, gonna... I mean, you did. You didn't. It was right. It was correct. Oh, was it right? Yeah. Rage Against, Rage the, against dying the Dying of the Light, which is also a machine. And then he's going to... He's going to... Rage Against the Machine. And he's yeah. going to uh, show up either slightly before or during the convention to endorse Biden and basically say he's better than Trump. And he's going to give, like we said, a couple of lackluster appearances with Biden where he goes, yeah, 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 good. Yeah, you vote for Biden. He's not going to do any serious legwork to try to get Biden elected because why should he? Right. Um, His entire brand is I'm not a Democrat. I'm a Democratic Socialist. I'm not even a member of the party. I only joined to run for president. And, you know, I'm an independent. And I'm he's basically like. He brands himself as like the John McCain of the Democrats. You know, he's the he's he 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 goes against the grain and all of this stuff. A lot of his supporters are not going to go go with him. In fact, we are already seeing a ton of people. I mean, every day I get uh, added. What is it called? And when people tag you in Facebook on Twitter, is that adding? They added me. Oh, they ampersanded me. At me. Yeah. They at me. They added. They ampersanded me. Uh, because now it's common knowledge that I'm Vermin's running mate, which is hilarious. And they're saying, I'm voting for Vermin Supreme and Spike Cohen. Or just, I'm voting for Vermin Supreme. Those aren't, those people aren't going to vote for Joe Biden. 
Like, they're ready to write in Vermin Supreme's name just to piss off everyone. And if he's on the ballot, they're definitely going to vote for him. Um, I think Biden's not going to win. I don't I, I don't think he is. I don't think it's going to make enough difference. Bernie Sanders has a devoted group that would rather throw their vote away for a guy with a boot on his head. Even if he's a libertarian, which most of them don't agree with, libertarianism, at least at first blush they don't until they hear about it, they'll still vote for him. Ah, my back. Hold on. Sorry. I, I feel that pain. No, I know. You're going through it too. But they'll I still vote for him. Um by the way, I'm not passing gas. I just want to clarify something here. When I'm doing this, that noise is this that's the that's the the wall behind me. See? That's the wall. Anyway, not passing gas. Joe Biden definitely not going to win. Bernie Sanders does not matter. Matt, you got anything on that? Uh yeah, so I know a few members of the Bernard Brethren and uh that's the new one, Bernard use the full name bernard brethren um i know a few members of the bernard brethren and they are bernie or bust like that's it yeah some of them have said to me if bernie doesn't get it i am voting for i'm gonna vote uh for either vermin supreme which i thought this was a really weird way to word this uh either vermin supreme or whichever third party candidate has the best chance of getting 5%. Like they're just pissed off. Right. They don't care. If you're a Bernie Sanders supporter, like one of his most hardcore supporters, you don't see a differentiation between Biden and Trump. If anything, you see Biden is worse because he tries to call himself a progressive and he, and you know, he's not, or at least not in their minds. Right. So they're not going to go for him. Like they're just, they're not going to, they're not going to go for him. So yeah, no, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. I I think that the, what's Bernie's ceiling? Bernie's ceiling is about 23%. Uh, 23% of Democratic voters say that they were going for Bernie. I would say 15%, 15% of total. So whatever, I don't do math. Uh, 15% of that, uh, is, people who will not vote for Biden if it's like they'll it's Bernie or bust. Yep. And that's going to be the difference maker. Yeah. That's yeah, going to be the it, difference maker and possibly potentially giving Berman Supreme uh 5% or more. 15%. Yeah, I mean it could you could you could see a situation and again this is, you know, we're going to give some updates on the campaign later on, but but we're setting the stage for voters to be told by both major parties, hey, screw you and what you like. Uh, and because there are still a lot of conservatives out there that are not happy about Trump at all. And uh, they hate Democrats, but they're not happy with what's happening there. And the Democrats are pissed off about how this is going, or at least a large number of the most progressive ones. And uh, there's a very real possibility for the Libertarian Party. I put it this way. I believe that that Vermin Supreme is going to get more votes than any other non-Republican or Democrat, whether or not he gets the Libertarian Party nomination. And that's not to say that if he doesn't get it, he's going to encourage people to write it, write him in. It's to say that he won't need to. I think he'd get 2 or 3%, even if he bows out and endorses the uh, 
the whoever the libertarian nominee is, and people just are still pissed off and write in Vermin Supreme. Like there's a there's some serious anger here. So I'll go to the next one right here. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with yet another AOC Millennial Minute. So without discussing what's going on in the world today that we all know about um, in detail, um, I do think that a couple of things um, have come out of this whole situation that that might be worth discussing. One, Mm -hmm. um, the ability of the private sector to act prior to governments. That seemed to happen in this situation, especially with sports leagues and other stores. Um, implementing rules and shutting things down before governments even decided to do anything. And I just thought that might be something interesting um, if you all have any views on that. And two, um, the now governmental intervention, um, shutting down certain businesses, but not others. um, And, you know, potential like, you know, equality um, clause issues and all sorts of constitutional issues. Oh, yeah. Um, And I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks. So we're not talking about that thing specifically. So we, can, we can actually, yeah. So yeah, we're not talking about that that thing. So we can actually talk about government in general. Aspects. Yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah government. Government. Yeah, we can do that. So basically, Chris, or do you want to talk first? No. Go ahead, okay. Basically, Chris, there are many situations in which government hamstrings the ability of private voluntary act. And by the way, when we say private, it doesn't mean there's some country club group. It just means not government, the voluntary free or as free as possible people who are choosing to do something, not because of some fiat of law or because they're paid by taxpayer dollars. Uh, No, you didn't. Chris said, I didn't say the thing. And that's correct. You did not say the thing. Um, But there are many situations in which, there is a crisis or a potential crisis and government literally bans non-governmental actors from doing anything to try to detect this bad thing before it becomes worse. And the government themselves also do nothing to detect it and instead tell everyone that everything's fine, nothing to worry about. We're about to talk about why they do that in a minute. So a lot of times, and in, cla- and in fact, if you want to hear more about a specific issue that we don't talk about on my show, if you go to if you go to facebook.com slash literally Spike Cohen or go on over to Twitter at real Spike Cohen, I have a tweet and a post that both went viral on their respective platforms about a woman named Helen Chu. I'm not going to mention her anymore because we're not talking about the thing. Anyway, an incident in which... So, sometimes some of those voluntary private actors will illegally go ahead and start trying to deal with the problem or crisis because they recognize that to not do so would be a violation of their Hippocratic Oath, for example, or just their human decency. And bureaucrats will step in and block them from doing that. And they'll sometimes do it anyway to try to put pressure on government to back off and let them do it. Here's what happens after that. And you can decide, audience at home, you guys can decide for yourselves if this is just inefficient negligence or absolute malfeasance and intentional action. 
or intentional inaction. Once the problem gets bad enough because it wasn't allowed to be dealt with when it could be contained, now we have a situation where the government can step in and say, this is a crisis, everyone is at risk, which is true, and we now are going to tell you to do or not do everything in order to protect you from the thing that we unleashed on you. We, some would say we are witnessing that now, but we're not talking about that. Going back to the, uh, to the um, analogy of the episode of Casino, where Robert De Niro goes to the casino and the guy he hired is allowing all these jackpots to go off one after the next, which means obviously someone has cheated the system. And he fires the guy immediately. He fired him because either he was in on it, he intended for this to happen, or he's such a schmuck and a moron that he didn't know any better. I will leave it to you to decide, A, whether government does these things because of inefficiency and negligence or just because they are intentionally doing things to harm you, and B, which one of those is worse? I would argue that the most likely option, which is inefficiency and negligence, is actually the worse option because it means it has nothing to do with the character of the people involved. You can't just replace them with good people. Those are good people. They're just doing their jobs. And their job is to follow rules that are stupid. And they're not allowed to say, hey, this rule is stupid. It's going to hurt a lot of people. Let's not do that. Because they could get in trouble too. At the very least, they'll they'll lose their job. So that is how government creates and or worsens Everything, every problem and crisis that you and I will ever experience, they either create the problem or make it much, much, much worse. And they just so happen to overcorrect afterwards and infringe upon all of our rights, freedom, privacy, and everything else. Now, personally, let's say something was going on in the nation and the government was like, Hey, you guys need to close. Sorry. And let's say that for some reason they believed that by not giving people alcohol, that would help slow things. Sure. Uh, Why not in this hypothetical world? In this hypothetical at this point, you are now targeting a specific business. Right. You are targeting a specific business. You are making them shut down by, oh, I don't know, let's say five o'clock in the afternoon. Let's say you're doing that on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Hence the green. Hence the green. Um. You are now costing a lot of businesses a lot of money. And so many people, so many people believe that, oh, well, the businesses should pay these people while they're off work. And what they don't understand is that many of the businesses that we're talking about here are going to be small businesses. Yep. 
razor thin margins for at least the first five years, paying employees, whatever they can, like paying employees, what they're owed because of their agreed upon wage, unless they're mm-hmm. getting paid minimum wage. And then it's not the agreed upon wage. It's the wage that was forced upon them. Right. Uh, they're either doing that or they're not, if they have no money coming in, they can't do anything when the people are, when the people are not working. They have no way to do it. Whenever something like this happens, you are now forcing small businesses to potentially close. And according to the constitution, and again, we've been hitting the constitution a lot today because it's a piece of paper and it's been written. Yeah, yeah. uh, But But it's the, it's the governing, it's what we are supposedly governed under. So we should be referencing it. Yeah. Right. But if there's nobody there to enforce it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And the yeah. Constitution does say that you cannot discriminate against businesses when making rules and laws. Mm-hmm. So they're saying restaurants may have to close by five o'clock for sit down service. No alcohol sales after five o'clock. Uh, all bars that only serve alcohol close at five o'clock and um, anywhere else. You just have to cut your occupancy by half. That, Which they can't afford, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of depending. Most of the time, people don't hit their full occupancy, so that's um, that's true. That's true. But the closing at five on a day the, that this is the no, so what I was saying. What I was saying is for everybody else, you have to cut your occupancy by half. The people who don't have to close at five. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This is not an equal. This is not equal. Mm-mm. You're telling these people shut down. You're telling these people you have to cut your occupancy by half. Right, 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 right. That is a definite sign of discrimination, which is why, like, and I made a post on Facebook on my private account, which isn't really private. I think everything's public on there. I'm not even 100% sure. Um, I'm a great libertarian. Um, <laughs> Privacy? What's that? We're going to talk a lot about that in a minute too. Um, But I made a post on there and I said, Hey, if I owned a business in St. In St. Pete, I would 100% stay open past that. think at the time it was nine o'clock and people were light, like just lighting me up, but I was really busy. So I wasn't responding. And then I just came back with, it's unconstitutional. You can't discriminate against one business over another. And our dear friend, our dear friend and just all around wonderful guy and personal injury attorney lawyer. I guess you don't have to say that that's redundant. Personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, personal injury Uh, attorney, lawyer at law, at law, at law. Um, He agreed with my statement and said it more lawyery. (laughs) And And what's happening is they're putting people hypothetically in a bad position where they have to either comply with infringing unconstitutional diktat or be seen as contributing to the worsening of one of the greatest crises that humankind has ever faced. So if it's not malfeasance, it sure worked out in their favor. Yeah. Because you literally now have to choose one of two things. Do whatever they tell you or justifiably be seen as making things worse. 
but not because you intended to, but because something was enforced on you because was forced upon you because that same organization completely duffed containing it by not allowing private actors to help find and contain it and not doing anything to find and contain it themselves, leaving us completely susceptible to the hypothetical thing that we're not talking about. Right. And hypothetically, 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 the FDA and the DEA may have done some things and said, okay, we're going to get rid of these regulations that we have uh, on testing of things that may help with this. And it just makes you think, So if those regulations weren't there, this may not be as big of an issue. Yeah. There's been all sorts of things they've done. They have res- they have uh, lifted all the uh, restrictions on driving times for truck drivers to get more more goods and services out to people uh, that are needed. Um, they have, res- they have uh, lifted the payroll tax, uh, or at least talked about lifting the payroll tax. It's probably going to be happening. Um, they have lifted all sorts of uh, regulations on healthcare workers working across state lines to try to uh, maximize the amount of healthcare workers that can work in hotspots. They've done all sorts of things. Oh, they uh, now are allowing you to carry hand sanitizers uh, on uh, that are larger than the than the uh, maximum size for the TSA on airline flights. All of these things that they told you had to be in place to protect you from the absolute worst things that could ever happen to you. And yet they're all being lifted immediately because not only aren't they protecting you, but they're actually harming you and making it harder for us to deal with things that are hypothetically happening that we're not talking about. It's almost as though those things were never necessary and actually were hurtful. And it's good that they're gone and hopefully they don't come back. But we know they will come back because it's not about helping you. It's about controlling you. So... Hypothetically, we're not talking about anything like that. Yeah, hypothetically. Hypothetically. Totally hypothetically. Not talking about anything in particular. Here's the in particular because it's been being crammed down your throat like a porn movie. But in the bad way. But in the worst way. Like where you're crying, but not because you're happy. Like the German porn movies. I don't get that reference. I don't get that reference. Yeah, you don't have to get that. I definitely uh, do not. I'm a, I'm a I'm a pure boy here. This is this is a St. Patrick's Day episode. We're not talking about anything else. Here's a question from the last question of the evening from Chris Reynolds. Landry <coughs> attorney Chris Reynolds here with again your probably favorite segment uh, where we ask Spike, were you wrong? Um, oh, for God's and sake! This is going to relate to something Seriously? that we've already dealt with before, but I just didn't know if you felt even more wrong at this point uh, for <laughs> telling everybody that um, the good old COVID nineteen. We're not talking about the thing. We're talking about really today, Chris. About that it was pretty much kind of like the flu. Um, things seem to be getting worse and worse, and so Spike, are you now willing to admit? that you were wrong or are you still going to say that yes i was right about a lot of different things and maybe wrong about one little tiny thing thanks okay first of all we're not talking about the thing we're not talking about the thing second of all i already said i was wrong twice twice i've said i was wrong and if i would we're gonna talk about the thing last week what you said was Okay, so, well, 
I was right about this, 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 this. But I was. I was right about those specific things. I was wrong about one thing, which was incredibly crucial, which we are not talking about. But I have been clear in saying that while my overall sentiment of what I recommend people do is exactly the same as it was before, I was wrong about the one thing. But we're not talking about the thing. We aren't talking about We've the thing. We've already said this is a St. Patrick's episode. We are not talking about the thing. We will talk about the thing tomorrow on my show, The Muddy Waters, or My Fellow Americans. And you can call in again and ask me if I was wrong again, and I will tell you I was wrong again. Right. Okay. But we're not talking about the thing. One mistake I made in being wrong was trusting government data. <laughs> so valid. That, that, that is a valid mistake right there. I made a mistake. Yep. Made a mistake. We're not talking about the thing. Hey, Chris, thanks so much for this, for this, for your contribution this week. Will McElveen says, is Spike ever truly wrong? No, I was right. I was, so it, it depends on how you weight it. So I was on, if you weight it just by individual subjects, I was mostly right. If you weight it by importance, definitely not. Definitely not. Still partially right, but just a very, just a small fraction right. Some would call that wrong. Some would call that wrong. Um, so we have one really amazing thing to end on here that is just, just fantastic. And oh, yeah. I know I am going to let uh, you know way more about this than me. I, I, I read about it and glanced over it, but I think you have... Uh, much in the way that you have defended Joe Biden for uh, being a Klan member in the past. Um, I think you have a, a much more uh, intimate awareness of uh, of this subject. Klan member. <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden. Yeah, that's really what you want to say about the blonde hair, blue eyed guy that uh, is next to you. He's wearing uh, who's wearing a St. Patrick shirt. Um right. Yeah, no, uh, Chris, uh, to be clear, he didn't. I just tease him because he defended the busing thing. But go I ahead. I, but you, I had, no, you had a very compelling case. I get it. I defended Joe's not supporting busing. I get it. Right. I defended I get that. I get, I get it. I haven't defended Joe Biden on. No, definitely not. Except for the cockroach thing, because you're like, why did he call all those kids cockroaches? And I said, well, we don't know what came before that in the video. We can't really say that that's what, because he was going through a list. Yeah, that was a, yeah. It was just poor timing for him to do. Refer to like black children as roaches, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, so on Sunday, when I was doing a lot of research for the show, as mm-hmm. I tend to do over the weekend. <laughs> That's how I spend my weekends. That's how you spend your uh, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how I spend my weekends. You're welcome. Yeah, um, thank you. I texted Spike and I said, hey, do you want to talk about security or privacy? We have time for one because both stories were big. Yeah. And neither one of them are going to pass the house this week. So we might be able to talk security next. Yeah, week. I hope we get to talk uh, about the other one because it fails. That would be uh, nice. Well, I'm, are they getting together? Oh, that's right. They're not. So we can definitely talk about it. Yeah, well, we'll, we should be able to. I mean, I'm sure there's other big stories that happen. uh, And I just hope I remember. Um, I'm going to put a a note. Yeah, yeah, just put a note in the show notes. Um, So a bipartisan pair of U.S. senators entered a bill 
disguised as a way to combat child exploitation online called the Earn It Act, which also odd thing to call a bill about child exploitation. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Just tossing that out there. Like, that's a weird thing to call a bill about child exploitation. Um I gotta sanitize my hands after that one. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get it. I'm sorry. Um, according to U.S. Attorney General William Barr, pictured here also thinking about meth. Child predators communicate using virtually unbreakable encryption. The department, for one, talking about his, is prioritizing, which I guess is all of them now. The department for one is prior uh, is prioritizing combating child sexual exploitation and abuse in our prosecution efforts. And we are also addressing child exploitation in our efforts on retaining lawful access. And that's a big sentence. That's this is a huge sentence, but that retaining lawful access, remember that. And in analyzing the impact of section two thirty also important of the communications decency act on incentives for platforms to address these crimes. That is a really long sentence and there's a lot to break down in that sentence. Right. The department. Okay. Child predators communicating using virtually unbreakable encryption. The department, uh, the department is prioritizing combating child sexual exploitation and abuse and prosecution efforts. They're going after child predators. They're going after them online. This is the statement so far. They're tired of the way that they have to go through back ends to try to get whatever information that they get. Right. We are addressing sexual child, uh, child sexual. Nope. Not even in that sentence. And we are also addressing child exploitation in our efforts on retaining lawful access to the unbreakable encryption and in analyzing the impact of Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act on incentives for platforms to address these crimes. Now, we're going to get into Section 230 in just a minute, but think about what this is saying. Think about what they want. This is the most egregious attack on end-to-end encryption possibly ever. Yep possibly ever this would empower government to force those who make encryptions to give them basically a key to open it whenever they want so for example apple who is famous for refusing to de-encrypt their devices unless they're given a warrant that would be out the window. Right. Lawful, retaining lawful access means being allowed to spy on even your encrypted stuff whenever they want without a warrant or for any other reason. They can just go look at it. So it's encrypted for everyone but them. Right. So the other key portion of what William Barr said the impact of Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act on whatever. Mm-hmm. You just need to know Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. Right. Section 230 historically has given tech companies ability to 
it gives them the ability to expand their platforms mm-hmm. with minimum liability on how how users use their platforms is under attack. So Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, right, Reddit, Snapchat, Instagram, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're allowed to grow at any rate. People are going to do things that are potentially illegal on their on their uh, platforms, and that is not their problem. And that is not their problem. Which is uh, what has allowed us to have as a se- largely free of an a- of an experience on social media as we have had. Right. That we're not having to get government permission to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. This is what they're going after. This is what they're attempting to change. Under Earn It, these companies, the ones that I listed before, wouldn't automatically have a liability exemption for activity and content related to child sexual exploitation. This means that if you're on Instagram, because I don't think kids use Facebook anymore, Mm-hmm. Instagram or Snapchat, and you none of none of you do this, but just this is super hyper. This is more hypothetical than what we were talking about with Chris, right? Uh, if somebody, if somebody, if somebody picks up an underage person on Instagram or Snapchat, right, using the platform to do it. Instagram would have to report it because they would have to open up end to end. They would have to put a stop to end to end encryption. That means everything that you write to somebody in messenger, everything that you write, anytime you're sending somebody a DM Mm -hmm. on any platform, it's being read by the government. Legally. Because right now they're doing a lot of that, but it's illegal, so it can't be used in court. This would make that legal. The thing that Edward Snowden told you they were doing, this makes that legal. Right. Now, instead, companies would have to earn the protection. Think about that. The reason it's called earn it is they earn the protection from the government by showing that they are following recommendations for combating child sexual exploitation laid out by a 16-person commission. Mm -hmm. That means that there's going to be 16 people who are saying, okay, we need this, we need this, we need this, we need this, we need this. If you don't do all of these things, you do not get the waiver of liability. Right. They They are forcing all of these tech companies to get rid of end-to-end encryption yep. under the oldest trope in politics of we have to think about the children. We have to protect the children. What about we the children? Protect, what about the kids? What are, we got to protect the kids. What about yep. the kids? Yep. That is what they are doing. Mm-hmm. This bill was brought to you by Spike's own Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham and Richard Blumenthal pictured here. Richard possibly thinking about meth. No, no, he's thinking about pretending, uh, lying about being uh, a Vietnam veteran 
uh, which is actually a violation of the Stolen Valor Act. But did you see him get prosecuted for that? No, not so much. And no. Lindsay is thinking about they're earning it. Probably. Um, this bill uh, creates a way for law enforcement officials, attorney generals, online child sexual exploitation survivors and advocates, constitutional law scholars, consumer protection and privacy specialists, cryptographers, and other Texas experts to collectively decide what digital companies should do to identify and reduce child predation, predation, on, yeah. their, predation on their platforms and then require the companies to do it. And if the companies don't, if the companies are like, no, you know, we have a lot of people, the vast majority of our users, the vast, vast, vast majority of our users are not using this to exploit children sexually. Right. And so we're not we going to no, violate. We got to do this for the kids or anytime it does happen, you are now criminally and financially liable. So this is worse than this what is so much worse. This is worse than what Edward Snowden said they're doing. Yeah. They're going to do it and they're going to make the companies do it and report it to them. And again, like like Matt said, whenever they introduce these new infringements on on your 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 self-ownership and your body and your rights and your life and your property, they always use stuff like we got to protect the children. We got to stop the terrorists. We have to stop a pandemic, hypothetically. We have to stop the thing that's going to harm everybody. And if you're in the way of that, then you must want those things to happen. And no one would say, I want... There's no one that's going to say, well, we like child predators. Any argument they make is going to be drowned out by the Karens and the soccer moms and the boomers going, boom! the children we don't need privacy we need to protect the children this will get used it's just starting with child predators that's the camel's nose under the tent and over time they just they just keep adding to it it'll be drugs next and then it'll be uh hate speech and of course hate speech will continue to be eventually hate speech will just be like for example boogaloo memes this will be if you want to say something other than I made a casserole today or hey, happy birthday, if you want to say anything even the least bit controversial, this will eventually be used to justify you being harmed. So if you were to go to the judiciary page where this bill was sitting, it's not there anymore because it's been, in, I believe it's been introduced, I believe mm-hmm. last Wednesday. Okay. Um, and you were just to read what it's about. The eliminating abusive and rampant neglect of interactive technologies act, the earn it act would create incentives for companies to earn liability protection for violations of laws related to online child sexual abuse material. Imagine being a Senator voting against this. Imagine on an election year. In an election year. Yeah. You were going to have to vote 
for abuse of children is yep. how it's going to be spun. Yep. In an in a bipartisan bill introduced by the exact fucking scumbags you would expect to introduce something like this. In an election year. In an election year. So this is getting passed. And yeah. if you think the most libertarian president of our lives is going to do a thing other than sign it happily. He is going to sign it faster than he will stare at Ivanka's ass. <laughs> he will sign it know. faster. I was not ready for that one. So he will kinda... sign it faster than his teenage daughter's own breasts. Right. Um. So this is happening. This is happening. This is absolutely going to happen. So that's the end of encrypted anything. End-to-end encryption is coming to a halt. And incidentally, guys, guess what isn't going away? Child predators and child porn. That's not going away. It's going to drive them further underground where they'll find new ways around this. It'll, I'm sure, make it harder. But they'll find ways around it because there's still a demand for it. And we should absolutely fight against child porn and child uh, exploitation and all that stuff. Doing this doesn't do that. It drives them underground and subjects us to the rules that were supposedly made for them. That's what this does. Now, some of the safeguards that they're talking about uh, would likely include things like proactive dynamic content scanning to identify abusive photos and videos. This is not on your page. This is not stuff that you put on your page. This is stuff that's in your messages. Yep. This is stuff that's in your private stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, robots deciding if your content is potentially harmful or yeah. abusive to children. Do you know how often on Reddit we are accused of being Russian bots? It's literally every time we post on Reddit. Yep. Every time. And I have to send them a message. And I'm like, hey, yeah, still not a Russian bot. And then I usually throw in a joke because I'm like, well, I've seen Russian a lot bots, of bots don't on joke. Reddit. Yeah, Russian bots don't joke. Beepsky, boopsky. In Soviet Russia. In Soviet Russia, bots don't joke. Um, (laughs) Bots joke you. Bots joke, yeah. Uh, They are also also looking at communication surveillance to watch for predators who could be forming relationships with potential victims and grooming them for exploitation. Mm. Again... That's not something that they're doing on your page. This is right. something that they're doing in chats. Yep. Um, if Earn It were to become law, companies will no longer companies will no longer be able to earn Heck. their liability will no longer be able to earn their liability exemption while offering end-to-end encryption to everybody here. Right. Now, we already know, like on Facebook, you know that your messages are being read. That got broken last year or the year before. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know that that's happening. And since it's happening on Facebook, you can assume it's happening on Instagram. On Snapchat, there is a way to get there through your phone. I don't know if anybody has access to it anywhere else. I haven't really heard anything. Twitter... I've never heard anything bad about Reddit. I've never really heard anything bad about when it comes to the private messaging. All of that ends. Everybody starts listening. Every single person begins to listen. And not only that, but it opens it up to hackers. 
it opens it up to uh, people who are trying to get information on you. And it opens you up to crazy exes who somehow figure out how to get in. All of this is not only possible, but it is the future if this bill passes. Yep. Which it will. In an it's, election. Yeah, no, it's going to get passed. This is going to get passed. Vote against a bill that is meant to help uh, child exploitation, help in child exploitation, not help it. Don't boost it. Um, the, the, the only hope we have, if this isn't scary yeah. enough, the only hope we have here is that something just shuts down the government for a long period of time. <laughs> but so this would put, you know, like we said, Either you undermine the protection of end-to-end encryption by adding a backdoor for law enforcement access or avoid end-to-end encryption altogether. That's it. That's, that's it. And that's, what's, that that's what they're pushing for is an end to that. Yeah. And if you think it's going to stop with social media providers, it'll be Apple. It'll be everyone. Like This, this is a, an, a, a full-scale assault on the... On, God, could you imagine that they start suing Apple because somebody texted it on an iPhone? Exa- that's exactly what they're going to do. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I didn't even consider that when I was doing this because I was absolutely flabbergasted reading all about it. Yeah, it's it is. This is one of the worst things that we could possibly be facing. I mean, it's it is. This is terrible. Like. It's funny, you know, like, it's like how we were talking about the Federal Reserve story before. And we, you know, everyone focuses on the, the you know, everyone focuses on the, the endless printing of the money. Right. The fractional reserve thing doesn't get as much attention because it doesn't sound as sexy. It's the fractional reserve part that's the worst part. Right. Completely eliminating the, 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 the reserve requirement is way, way, way worse. A run on the banks is coming because of that. This is a similar situation where this doesn't sound as, you know, much of an infringement as, for example, shooting someone in their sleep. It's way worse. It will lead to more of that. It will give another justification for that kind of stuff. And it's not good. So while arguing for and against this, law enforcement and Congress members have stated tech companies can't do enough to stop child predation and distribution of illegal content on their platforms if they can't access their users' data. Right. This is a violation of the first, the fourth, and the fifth. Which, if you go back an hour and a half or however long ago to our good buddy Duncan. Mm -hmm. Duncan? Duncan. Yeah, Duncan. To our good buddy Duncan. Um... He was the first, second, fourth, and fifth. Yep, he certainly was. Why is that happening? They are working on ending end-to-end encryption, which if you want to have fun, read that sentence like four times fast. It's ending end-to-end encryption. Ending end-to-end encryption. Yeah, that's difficult. That is Uh, difficult. That's why I kept using it uh, without banning it. They don't want to legally ban it because they can't but they can force companies to ban it right? by opening them up to criminal and other sorts of litigation against them. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, it's at... Why are you doing this? Why? What? Why? Uh, oh, now, companies... Sorry. Having a bit of an issue. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, companies are going to be forced to bring it to an end or open themselves up for consequences if illegal activity happens on their site. Yep. Now, Section 230 states that that can't happen. They are working to get rid of it. God. But this has happened before with Silk Road. That's correct. It sure With did. Ross Ulbricht, 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 I don't know how to pronounce Ulbricht, it. Ulbricht, yeah, Ulbricht. I think it's Ulbricht, yeah. Okay. With Ross Ulbricht, who started a website, Silk Roads, and then a bunch of illegal stuff happened on there. Yep. Granted, and... Which he didn't do. He didn't do. He didn't but do But he got charged for all of those things. He got charged for all of it, and I think he's doing something like at least two life sentences. I think it's more... Oh, it would be yeah. It would. It he's going to spend the rest of it until until Vermin Vermin Supreme and I become president and appoint him the head of commerce. We will. Uh, he will definitely be spending the rest of his life in prison. Um, and there is no political momentum to change that in in either the Republican or Democratic parties at all whatsoever. Now, everything about this bill, minus the fact that they're trying to bring an end to sexual exploitation, sexual exploitation of children, which it won't do. Which it won't do. Which it, it will do. not do. Yeah, it won't do. Which it will not it won't do. do that. No. There so many. You've got the dark web. You've got uh, other areas that aren't technically social media that you can still do all of this on. You can message people through Direct TV. Did you know that? I found that out. Um, yeah, you through can Direct TV through Direct TV. You can send messages. Well, that's interesting. Right. Um, Breaking news. <laughs> you can. You can message people on direct TV. I had no idea. Right. I had no idea. There's going to be so many different ways and they will work to find a way to still do that. Like for example, Westmore Holmes says, what about the child predators in DC? Like those in Epstein's black book. Exactly. No social media needed. None needed. None needed. None needed. It, and, 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 and even if they were using it, and we're being tracked on doing it in the same way that Andrew Gillum got to go home when they found him with meth and an overdosing escort with no charges. That's how they'll be treated. Yep. You and I, when we do something that has absolutely nothing to do with child predation, but you know, sets off some bot, are going to face trouble and have yeah. to defend ourselves against that even though it had nothing to do with child predator but a bot set it off it set a bot off somehow and now we're facing trouble from that on something that should have been completely private and there is no victim now i don't know how a lot of you are out there because i've never met you in person i'm guessing if you're watching this show you have a twisted sense of humor (laughs) you should yeah, I, well, I really hope you do. Think about some of the stuff you have said as a joke yep. in, a, in any sort of social media mm-hmm. message to somebody. Yeah. It is... A jo- like, think of your think jokes. Think of the jokes that you tell people. Because the jokes I tell people... 
I don't know if they would hit me on this, but they could hit me on a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on this stuff, absolutely not. But I mean, in general, people tell stupid, terrible, terrible jokes. And it's one thing if it gets released and you get dragged on Twitter or whatever. This is prosecution. This is robots stopping your ability to communicate with others until the police can look into and see if you did something wrong on private messaging. This is tone policing at on 1984 levels. This is people who are scared to say something privately to someone else. Which means they become internally policing on what they even think. And so you're constantly filtering through your thoughts and words before you even say them as to whether it could set some bot off. This is scary stuff. This is very, very scary stuff. This is very scary stuff. This will last a lot, a lot longer than the thing we're not talking about. Oh, yeah. If if this passes, this is forever. Yep. This yep. is until the internet dies. And yep. I want you to think about that for a second. Yep. No, this is, this is absolutely terrible. Quite literally, I don't know if we have ever said this on this show. I do not know. I have been on, this is episode 135. Yeah. 135 of the show. I have done 134 of these episodes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We've ever, ever, ever said this on this show, but if you're ever thinking about calling a Senator, to tell them to vote no or yes on a bill, call them and tell them to vote no on this. Tell yeah. them to vote no on earn it. This would be the one. This is the one. This will forever end your online privacy. Everything that you send to people in DMs, think about every single dick pic, every single nude that you've received or, re- or vice versa, depending on... Solicited ones. Solicited. We're not talking stalking, stalking women. We're talking like legit stuff. Online, by the way, means your text messaging. It eventually will mean your phone calls. An increasing percentage of voice communication between people is not by telephone. It's by voice messages and voice calling and video calling on these apps. All of that goes out the window because it's being actively scanned by layers of robots who then snitch on you. We're seeing with this act called COPPA, which was supposed to protect children, where it makes it so that you can't run ads that are not children-themed if a robot decides that your video on YouTube or whatever else uh, is, is geared primarily towards children. That includes bright colors, pastels, Things that look like drawings and cartoons, things that look like toys, things that look like fluffy animals. There's this whole host things that look like clowns. Things so basically if you do anything that's a little bright, it might set off a bot. These shirts being bright green might set off a bot. So we already know these bots aren't working right and are bound to cause problems, which if the worst thing they can do is temporarily take your video down or, or, or not let you get advertising until you, you know, appeal it or whatever, it's still bad, but it's not as bad 
as the police getting involved. Not on a public video or a public post, but on a private message. God forbid you're video messaging someone and your kid jumps is is you know your your toddler gets out of the shower or something and walks into the room and there's a you know briefly a, a you know a, a, a naked toddler in your in your video and the police get called in and maybe which, you lose your kids which I just want to point out one I I am working very hard to ha- never have this happen but recently uh my girlfriend and I, we've been able to hang out a lot more and she has two kids. Mm-hmm. They really enjoy naked time. They're kids. Which apparently could just be any time. I was unaware of this. Um, They're kids. Having no kids, they just, woo, They're naked kids. time. They're kids. And, yeah, they're kids. Yeah, they're kids. If I'm talking to somebody or God forbid I'm doing this, and one of them happens to be here and awake and runs in. It's too late to do anything about it. The bot already saw it, and now you have to deal with the authorities. Right. This is horrific. And that's who it will affect. Not child predators who are always looking for new and innovative ways to continue predating children. Right. They will get it's around perfect. this before it even passes. It is going to affect the Duncan Limps of this world. Yep. It'll affect all of us. This is an absolutely, absolutely terrible thing. If you ever even considered contacting your your senator, go ahead and do it now. This yeah, would be the reason. This is a bad one. This is so, this one is awful. So we could say this is awful for another forty minutes, but I prefer to focus <laughs> now on how we're going to fix this, and that is with electing Vermin Supreme and I to the president and vice president of the United States of America. And to that end, we've had some pretty big updates this uh, this past week. Uh, we officially won the Massachusetts primary. Vermin Supreme won the Massachusetts primary. Very, very hotly contested primary. He won that. Uh, he then... Now, that was close. If you look there, Jacob Hornberger, Dan Berman, uh, Kim Ruff, who has been out of the race for two months, uh, was on there. Um, uh, it, it, it was close. It was a close race, but he still won it. Here's a race that wasn't close. After an absolutely masterful debate, and yes, I know that's funny, but there's no other word to describe it. After an absolutely fantastic debate performance that completely switched the crowd around at the Libertarian Party of Illinois convention from being decidedly anti-vermin to being decidedly pro-vermin, Vermin Supreme won the official Illinois straw poll with more votes than every other candidate combined in what was essentially hostile territory. He did so well that they actually had to ask people to stop leaving negative comments who, had, who weren't even there because people were getting so angry that were not his supporters, obviously, that he just completely wrecked the show with his ink and it was it was on the strength of just an absolutely astounding debate performance. So we definitely have momentum when it comes to that. Um so that's two victories there. I also had an astounding debate performance. And by astounding I mean that I didn't even know I was going to be participating. So I got to be in a debate 
where previously, if you look at this, about 15 minutes prior to this, I was on the floor spooning my dog, Axel, when I was called by Vermin Supreme and informed that I would be engaging in a debate or asking if I could debate, engage in a debate because his computer wasn't working and he couldn't get it to work. Um, and uh, so he couldn't get online. And so I immediately went to uh, my computer and logged in. I mean, you can see I'm wearing the shirt I was going to bed in. Like, I was falling asleep before I got called. I had absolutely no idea what we were even talking about. I had no idea what the questions were. And I went in, and I think Adam Kokesh sure liked it. I think that I did pretty well for myself in my first, possibly only, presidential debate that I'll ever be participating in. Some would say not my only. I would say... Go ahead. I did not watch all of that debate. I only well, it's watched... two hours long, so. Right. I only watched what you sent me and told me to watch. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, you did. You were. Well, you were you. Which, you were you. So, obviously, you did great. Oh, thanks. Uh, that means a lot. You're welcome. <laughs> I had you know no what? idea what they were going to ask me. I am me. willing to make an endorsement of Spike Cohen for VP after seeing the five minutes of that that I watched. Thank you. That's all you need to see. It was like two hours long. I did my best. I had no idea what the questions were. And they were like technology-related questions, which I have opinions on that. But if I had known... I didn't even know who was hosting it. I was given a, a, a code to log into a Skype session. And um, so it turns out it was hosted by Debt Nation and the Transhumanist Party of the United States. Well, if I had known it was a transhumanist thing, I would have talked about the the str- human struggle to end senescence and bring about immortality in our time i would have talked about eliminating disease using technology to to you know bring the human kind of you know new and 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 amazing frontiers uh you know coming about the singularity in our era and our generation uh being able to potentially live uh if not immortally then for extremely extended periods of time by figuring out how to make cells uh, uh never become senescent um, I have like really strong opinions about that stuff. I had no clue what I was going on. I was told I had something to do with blockchain or something. So I did my best. I got a lot of thumbs up and claps. I got a lot of laughs. I gave my 10 point plan. They like seem to like that. Um, I potentially will be in a future discussion with some other transhumanists. I think it's a great, uh, I love the transhumanists. I consider myself not necessarily a transhumanist, but I'm definitely a futurist. Uh, I think when you have an incurable disease, you learn to look to the future that can potentially end it. And that has definitely pushed me to futurism uh, and the uh, the amazing possibilities that uh, are potentially just a few years away. But uh, so I think I did a good job with that. And uh, yeah, we had a, a really great week for the campaign. Um, it's looking like there aren't going to be any more conventions for us to attend. So we're going to be on a completely online only campaign between now and the convention, which may or may not happen. You and Vermin are going to be on an online only, huh? Yeah, which is our wheelhouse. Yeah, I was going to say that's so dangerous for everybody. Not only, not only are Vermin and I going to only be online, everyone's going to be only online. So a lot of people that were relying on the strategy of going into rooms filled with dozens of libertarians at a time who now have to campaign on a meta scale across the world to show just how much of a reach we have on social media and on the internet, this suddenly became a completely different race. 
one which really, really, really benefits us. Oh, yeah. and if you watch, go Google how Joe Biden's first online rally oh, went. Oh, God, that was so embarrassing. That was the, so awkward. Imagine, I don't know how old you are. I don't know how old all of you are. But right. imagine your 78-year-old dad slash grandpa, great-grandpa <laughs> for some of you. I'm not 100% sure. Right. Is trying to figure out his own live stream how to use zoom was it zoom it was zoom and the other people that were supposed to be directing it had no clue how to use it either they were figuring it out on the spot remember that very brief was am i on camera yeah am i on camera yep that was my favorite part of that entire It seemed like no one had their Ethernet cord plugged in because there was a lot of like skipping and interruption and stuff like that. Remember, if you, if any of you who are a writer dies that watched the entire show saw the first few minutes of this episode where we realized that Matt's audio wasn't working and so I turned it on. That was a awkward moment that lasted about 30 seconds. It felt like five minutes to me, but it was probably about 30 seconds of me figuring out why he wasn't live, why he wasn't, why his audio wasn't working. Imagine a rally from a man who's probably going to get more votes for president than anyone else being like that for the entire hour. Not just for audio, for everything. Am I on camera? What's going on here? Hey, roaches. This is how that went. We have a potential to show up the two main, not just our, our libertarian and third party competitors, but to show up everyone else on the internet as being the most technologically adept and social media engaged campaign running for president and vice president in the United States. More than Biden, more than Bernie, more than Trump, more than anyone else running. This campaign, because of the thing that we can't talk about and are not going to talk about just completely changed the game for Vermin and I, and for more importantly, for the Libertarian Party, if they see this for the opportunity that it is. This potentially becomes a competitive three-way race between two sets of boomers who have no clue what they're doing on the internet and their hapless aides that are only there because they're getting paid and me and Vermin Supreme who are literal memes on the internet. That's true. We are one big meme on this show. Like, when I made this, this is serious now. (laughs) The badger could potentially be in the common lexicon this summer. So, here's my question. Okay. It's tradition for the president to get a dog. Like, you've seen it. Like forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, tr- well, Trump didn't, but he like broke this long tradition. Yeah, yeah. Would Vermin get a badger? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to get it for him, yes. I think that would be so funny. His badger, badger, Vermin and his pet badger. Yeah. Whose name is hilarious. Badger. Right. Yeah. It's a picture of a badger. It's just a picture of a, it's literally, no, but it would be an actual badger and he would hold it. And when asked about it, he would say, it's literally just a badger. 
America, this has to happen. If you are a Libertarian Party delegate or a Libertarian Party uh, national committee person or any, any, you have any, you're going to be one of the people voting, one of those 1,046 or whatever people voting, I need you to consider, go look at Vermin and my social media. Go look at our presence on the internet and realize that you could have that up against the two biggest and most hapless schmucks to run for president in quite some time who clearly have no idea what they're doing. Not the most hated because that was 2016. Yeah, don't know. No, the most hated already happened. Yeah, that one Although happened. after this thing that no one's that we're not talking about, Trump might be the most hated, but we'll see. We'll see. Regardless, there's going to be a lot of discontent with both choices yeah. on a campaign that is more than likely going to be almost entirely online. It's going to look like this because you can't get together with more than like five people. We can just as easily, you know, uh, chroma key a fake audience behind us as they can. That's what we're facing. We can actually win this. We could actually win this or do astoundingly better than anyone else simply on the weight of our being more entertaining at a time when people are absolutely desperate for a break from the terrible news that both parties are giving them. And we give them a respite and a hopeful message that self-ownership and non-aggression and voluntary solutions and removing the violent monopoly from all of us that has imposed these problems, including the big one that we're not talking about, on all of us is a real possibility with a vote for us. And they're never going to hear that message if they're not entertained by it and it's not in front of them. Look at who has the best social media game of any of the candidates running. It's not even close. We are comparable to Biden and Trump. It's not even close. So I leave you with that. And by that, I mean, I'm I'm leaving. No, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. But we are. We are actually leaving, though. Um, We are actually leaving. So uh, I don't know how St. Patrick's Day really works uh, because I was never a big drinker. Uh, Matt, is there like a, are we supposed to do like a wish or a a slate? I I used to just get drunk. Drunk, right? Yeah. Like we used to, I used to just, I used to just, well, I don't, I've never done anything. I used to get drunk and listen to a lot of uh, Dropkick Murphys. I was just going to, the Dropkick Murphys. Um, That was it. Okay. Well, then we leave you with a song that is, I guess, similar to a, Probably not. Not really. No, it's not. Um, not. It's not even remotely like one. But anyway, guys, have a great St. Patrick's Day. Vote for Vermin Supreme and Spike Cohen. Give us money on PayPal or PayPal, uh, muddywatersoffreedom at gmail.com or uh, Anchor uh, by going to anchor.fm slash muddywatersmedia or by going to float.app slash muddywatersmedia and pressing the donate if you want to get some of that crypto out there. Some of that crypto you've been, been holding on to. Um, but well, Matt, so yeah. go ahead. Oh, and, and tomorrow, tune in to my fellow Americans. That's my show, where I will be having Jordan Logue. I think that's how you say it's that last name. Jordan Logue? Logue? So. Logie? Logue? Uh, yeah. From Fakertarians. Uh, he is a scientist. And Ooh. we're going to be talking about science things, including climate change, uh, 
the war on drugs and how stupid it is and perfect specific examples of why it's stupid from a scientific we're going to prove it with science these things are stupid and we're going to prove it with science and then we're also going to talk about the thing that we're not talking about tonight right because we need to get you need a break you need a break. everybody need needs a break. a break you needed a break a nice saint patrick's break from the thing so matt you're not allowed to go out and drink because all the bars are closed nope but you can drink at home so enjoy that. A Matt, if someone Irishman. like a like a real drunk, you just drink at home. Right. And then talk to people on the internet. Get drunk and then call people. What could possibly go wrong? Could Matt, ever go wrong? Nothing could ever go wrong, especially once they end encryption. Matt, yep. if someone were to look for us on this internet, which is the only way that anyone can look for anyone anymore for quite a period of time, uh, how would they even do that? Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash muddiedwatersmedia. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash muddied underscore waters. You can find us on Float, the greatest social media experience out there. Yes. At float, F-L-O-T-E dot A-P-P slash muddiedwatersmedia. On Anchor, you can find us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters. On YouTube, youtube.com slash muddiedwatersmedia. And if you're just perusing the old gram you can find us at muddied waters media and you can find this and every every this and every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com muddiedwatersmedia.com taking over the world you guys have a great rest of your evening your saint patrick's day i will see you tomorrow and then we will see you next week and where we're going we don't need roads which makes things harder to spread because there's no roads I'm sorry I lost my patience No, I just can't catch a break Yeah, I'm always late Yeah, still always waiting Oh, how I love when I slow down Forget myself when I go around I lost my feet, said I love you Too bad that dreams don't just come true Having fun hitting that banana gram. I love just wasting my time. Wasting my time. Hating it, checking my Instagram. No, it won't turn me to a better man. I know it's killing my vibe. My words just seem inefficient. I'm scared of the recognition. I'm sorry, it's you I'm missing. To tell the truth, I can't make it different. Oh, how I love when I slow down Forget myself when I go round I lost my 
it's supposed to be in the pain inside my heart has left my chest honestly we can be anyone we want to be in the world can put our worry down to rest but i can't find another broken light to bring my life Yeah. 